Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, November 23rd, 2021, and I'm your host, Arielle Taylor, with my co-host for the evening, Anastasia, and I'm hoping that she's able to get in. I didn't see her on the switchboard before we just started. And Lavendar is away for Thanksgiving this week, but Riley is here, another um, one of our excellent team members, because big things are happening with planetary alignments. And we're all excited to hear Riley's report on this. And as I said, Riley is an excellent astrologer. She's been on our team now for well, more than a year. And, um, and she's got these really good insights to help you navigate and benefit from knowing about these energies. And with the current chaotic energies of the third dimension, it's more important than ever for you to understand the bigger picture through astrology. And I have to say that Riley's enthusiasm with this is really contagious. She's got me all fired up. And whether you're aware of the planet's influence in your life or not, you're still being affected by them. So the more you understand the current weather, the more easily you can navigate and benefit. And uh, we also have some exciting news about our expansion into publishing for Starseeds. And I'll be talking about the upcoming books written for Starseed Empowerment for All Ages. Because we have so many starseeds waking up now and searching for understanding that we saw the need for a fast-track galactic training handbook. Uh, the first book will be available in less than two weeks, actually about seven or eight days. And, um, and it's focused on starseed children to help them put down their devices and reconnect with Mother Nature. And Lavendar will also be publishing information from her vault and we'll be talking about each book as it's being released. But in the meantime, you can check out Riley's page on our website, which would be starseedhotline.com forward slash Riley, R-I-L-E-Y. And at the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, uh, <laughs> assuming that she, oh, yes, she go good. I just checked. Yay, Anastasia's here. <laughs> and uh, she'll be bringing the um Topics that you just won't hear in the mainstream but are interesting to starseeds. And we would like to thank um, Kathy and Jada for hosting the switchboard tonight. And if you have questions, you can call in. And that number would be 917-889-8292 and then press 1. I'll repeat that when it's time to call. So we do have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com, and it's a safe place to connect with other Starseeds under Tammy's watchful eye. You can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk, and if you'd like to show your support of our program, please just click follow on our page here, and you'll get our biweekly show notices if you enable those. And, of course, our main website is starseedhotline.com, and the Stage 1 Starseed Confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings in your natal astrological chart. And the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one Zoom session available with Anastasia, Emerald, Miara, Riley, or myself. And Riley, Emerald, and Miara are now available also for the Stage 2 sessions. 
So you'll be able to have a starseed consultation in a matter of weeks rather than months, as it has been. And Lavendar will not be doing sessions after January 1st, and her calendar until then has been filled. And remember, if you have a birthday coming up, you're going to get a window of 10 hours of power. So don't waste it. Find out exactly when that happens by requesting your solar return timing. And we can usually get those out in less than a week, but do order ahead. So first up tonight, I would like to introduce Anastasia with her wonderful Starseed News. <laughs> I like that. Good evening. Hi, can Hello. you hear me, Ariel? Hello. Yes, I can. Boy, have I missed you guys. It's great oh, yeah. to be back yeah, well, we, now. We kind of got a little yeah. off with our every other week schedule because yes. we went. We had two quests back to back, and we can't yes, do radio indeed. shows when we're at the quest. Yeah, so uh, I but we'll know get back it. on I track. Know it. And you know what happens when you guys are off getting all spiritual? The news just stacks up and up and up. <laughs> There's so much news, not enough time to report it all. So what I did was I picked the funnest things and the most fun things. I don't think funnest is a word. Anyway, I picked the, some interesting stories, but, man, is there a lot to talk about. So let me get started, but it's great to be back okay. with you guys. I'm grateful for the opportunity and to feel all your energy. Well, um, man, science is advancing like you would not believe. Just to give you a thumbnail sketch, you know, they've developed a new uh, – this might meet with some people's disapproval, however – for those concerned about Lyme disease, they've developed a new mRNA vaccine that they say will uh, cure Lyme disease, which is amazing. Um, they've just come up with all kinds of uh, things in nanotechnology. They've developed robots that can, in, that's kind of scary, guys. You know how I feel about that. But nevertheless, they say that they have these nanobots that can attack cancer cells directly. Um, administering, it's a fascinating story, but I'm not going to tell you the whole story. I'm just giving you an overview. They can attack the cells individually and inject a chemical, killing the cells one by one on the spot, thereby sparing the rest of the body uh, of toxins and poisons. That's what they say. And on and on and on it goes, but there's a science story I wanted to share with you tonight simply because it has to do with magnetics. I thought it to be very interesting. This is one of about 20 that we should be talking about, but they have discovered something called super ionic ice and that they are considering to be a new state of matter that they've just discovered. Now, you all know that we learn in school there's three different states of matter, solid, liquid, and gas. But now we're learning that, in fact, scientists have, have identified 20 phases of water. Water is magical. Water is amazing. And anyway, this particular, uh, how, how, a water decides, how water decides to manifest itself depends on the pressure and temperature of the water, and that causes the different uh, hydrogen and oxygen molecules to be bonded in different ways. Well, anyway, a new study published in Nature Physics has managed to create one of these mysterious phases of water in a laboratory. They're calling it superionic ice. And it's a group at the University of Chicago who compressed a water droplet between two diamonds. This liquid was then heated to extreme temperatures using one of the world's most powerful lasers. These laboratories are probably pretty scary. Anyway, the experiment resulted in a strange black water that stuck around for a millisecond or two or three, but that was enough time for the team to study this in detail, which I find to be incredibly amazing in itself. Well, anyway, compared to the 19 other phases of water, Scientists claim this super ionic ice was found to be the weirdest matter ever discovered. 
the oxygen atoms lock together as if in a solid state, while the hydrogens move around as if they were in a liquid. Think quantum uh, mechanics, uh, quantum physics. Is it a particle or is it a wave? Is it water or is it, is it liquid or is it solid? Well, here's a case where the water becomes both. And it is these fluid hydrogen atoms that block light from passing through the material, making it look black. Well, the reason that this is interesting and it, the reason it's so valuable is the fact that it may play a huge role in creating magnetospheres, magnetic fields that protect planets from harmful radiation. Now, on Earth, the magnetosphere blocks out solar flares and cosmic particles, which are damaging to humans, and, but it allows Earth to be habitable. And they say that understanding how and where this interesting matter forms will be very helpful and important to scientists when they're searching for planets that could harbor alien life. Very mysterious stuff. Wow. So I suppose they could come up with an invention to create uh, using this uh, water to maybe develop an artificial or a man-made magnetic field around a planet so that it could have an inhabitable um, surface? I don't know, but it merits further thought. Well, they have discovered uh, an owl, which was thought to be extinct for 150 years. Scientists working in the jungles of Ghana discovered it. It hasn't been seen since the 1870s. It is an enormous owl called the Shelley's Eagle Owl. They have black eyes, a yellow bill, and uh, they are uh, far and above all other African forest owls. They're huge. It's the uh, scientists that found it said it was so large, at first we thought it was an eagle. Um, they couldn't believe it. So they've discovered now that this owl that they thought to be extinct is actually still very much alive. <clears throat> and that's very good news for science. Oh. Probably not too many of them, but there it is. I think the Earth has a whole lot more animals on it than people than we know about. You know, that's mm-hmm. there's a lot more to discover. Well, um, boy, energy has really been in the news, um, and uh, technology, just technology in general, not just science, but a lot about energy. And I think the planet is really accelerating its efforts to clean up the planet. A case in point: the United States has allocated 6.6 million dollars to the Midwest Native Tribes for an electrical vehicle network. So the U.S. Department of Energy has approved $6.6 million in funding to, crea- to create an electric vehicle charging network for Native American tribes in the Midwest. And this was awarded to Native Sun Community Power Development and Standing Rock Renewable Energy Power Authority. The funding will be used to purchase electric vehicles, install more than 120 charging stations, and pay for educational seminars to encourage Native American communities to embrace the rise of renewable energy. The network is expected to reach 23 indigenous nations in Minnesota and the Dakotas. And in addition to an electrical vehicle network, members of the Red Lake Band of the Ojibwa uh, have also proposed a 12-megawatt solar farm to power the entire network. Uh, Project organizers hope that placing the charging stations at tourist destinations and casinos will provide another source of income for the tribes. They say that the natives have said, and I'm quoting, whether we're building the electric vehicle charging network, solar farms, energy-efficient projects, whatever it is, 
Native people are going to try their best to reduce their reliance on fossil fuels because cause we know that is what is harming the mother. We know that's what's harming the planet. So they're all in. And I think Good. that's brilliant. Yeah. This is a crazy story. Dog lovers everywhere, listen up. You're all going to want to get one. don't know if it's available for Christmas, but anyway... The dog phone has now arrived. Yes, cell phones, dadgummit, were covered up with them, but now there's a dog phone. And it allows dogs to call their owners while the owners are out of the house or away from the dogs. So people who really love their dogs, who leave for the day or just love their dogs, they're, they're away from home, they wonder what, what's happening to the dogs, they worry about the dogs, and um, they know that it's nice to keep in touch with the dog. Well, researchers have developed a device nicknamed the dog phone, which offers a way for dogs at home to reach their owners while they're out. How, how would that work? Okay. Any idea? <laughs> this, this is a legitimate well, story. Thing, I mean, you know, major the, networks the first thing that hit radio my mind is, it. Right, yeah? If you care about your dog, why leave him in, the, in an electromagnetic field? Well, that's... well. Now, look, that's absolutely right. <laughs> that's the <laughs> irony of all of it, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they're going to keep yeah. doing this to us, okay? They're just going to keep covering us up with this stuff. But I'll continue with the story. Okay, this sorry. is how the world thinks, Ariel, not how an evolved person thinks. And how the world thinks is this. For pups to give their owners a call, they have to pick up or move a ball, a soft ball, which is a device. When, they, when the dog moves the ball, known as a dog phone, it sends a signal, yes, there you go, to a laptop that launches a video call as well as the sound of a ringing phone. This is for, this is serious. It's up to the owner whether they take the call. Can you believe this? And if they do take the call, it's also up to the owner to hang up. Wow. This is weird. Owners can also ring up their pets, but the dog has to move the ball to answer it. According to experts, giving an, now this this gets weirder still, but anyway, according to experts, giving animals some choice and control has been sh- shown to boost their welfare and well-being. Well, sure, I'm sure it does. Well, anyway, on with the story. The diary record of the initial test of the device served to outline what happens during the calls between the owner and pet. And this record suggests that the test dog took a while to get the hang of the system. In any case, the continued development of this technology would benefit pets, especially those that struggle with separation anxiety. Above all, the creation of the dog phone was about giving dogs a choice. The inventor said, we may not understand the choice, uh, the dogs may not understand the choice that they're making, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't have a choice. That's what it says. <laughs> All right, I much ado about nothing, but there it is. Now, you know, I would be kind of cool if they could, you know, if they're going to expose the dog to all of this and they're going to go to all this trouble, it would be nice if they could just put in a video so the dog could see the owner and vice versa. But anyway, okay, onward and upward. Um this is a, a story that I wish I had photographs to show you because the photographs kind of told the story. But um, there are donkeys in a, in a town in Mardin in Turkey, the Turkish city of Mardin. They're beautiful donkeys. There's herds of donkeys. They work very hard. They leave their stables every day at dawn, and they go into the cobbled streets of this Turkish city to collect trash. They work right alongside city workers, these beautiful cream-colored 
donkeys carry bags of litter and they as they meander through these narrow alleyways of this very ancient medieval town it's got cobblestone streets and everything and they tell us that from the time this town was built on a clifftop overlooking what was once uh, ages ago mesopotamia the city has always had an important relationship with donkeys the city workers said for the report we have been using them to clean the city for centuries they are the only ones who can access these narrow streets. There are about 40 donkeys helping to keep the city clean, all of whom are given the status of municipal employees. They work with the people, the men, eight hours a day with a break after four hours in the middle of the day. Now, here's the punchline here. After a productive day of work, the donkeys unwind in the evening to the relaxing notes of classical music and veterinary care. The uh, city manager says, we take care of them every evening. We play classical music for two hours because they are happier when, they, when we play Beethoven. The donkeys love huh. classical music. And the town officials say, for those of us that are concerned about animal rights, say that they are working with animal rights groups, which helps them monitor donkeys' working conditions and ensure they are cared for properly. Furthermore, the city goes to great lengths to treat the donkeys with care and respect. The donkeys are recruited when they're six years old. They get an actual retirement celebration at the age of 14 or 15. And during the official retirement ceremony, the pension-aged donkeys are offered a plate filled with watermelon instead of cake. I guess that's a preferred <laughs> treat. And as the average life expectancies of donkeys is about 30 years, the herd are treated with a relaxing and well-deserved rest once their public service is complete. So these donkeys are actually, they go on to a retirement payroll and the city takes care of them for the rest of their lives. But what I thought was really cute about this was uh, the rest of the article, this, was, this is an overview, said that these animals have to have Beethoven. They love it. And that's what keeps them going. So, wow, who would think that a donkey, I mean, wow. So, it's, yeah. it's a really cute story. These these donkers, donkeys are really honored by the people. They're really an important part of the community. I bet it would be really cute to see that. And it's a beautiful old city. All right, well, you know, the ring um, security system is becoming very common. It's made a lot of news. Um, the ring doorbells. There have been stories about how they've kind of invaded privacy and so on and so forth and some scandal with the ring doorbell, but people still use them. Well, our, our mystery jogger running down the street used a ring camera system to alert family and to save their pets from a house fire. A family in California is giving a jogger the credit for saving their pets and house from a fire. Um, the family was out of town when a man that was jogging by noticed that something appeared to be terribly wrong. The house owner said, she was watching through her camera, I saw him running back and forth in front of the door. So I answered it, and he said, hello, do you see there's smoke coming out of your house? Well, by then the owner heard the smoke alarms going off. She gave the man the code to the alarm to get inside and to rescue their two dogs a rabbit, and a cat. They say if the jogger hadn't been there, they would have lost everything. And the fire department said, 10 more minutes, and it all would have been gone. Wow. So there's a case where a ring doorbell, a security system, and 
a man in the right place at the right time, saved the house and saved the animals. And he bothered to stop and try to ring the bell and get them out of the house. And They weren't there, but their ring device was handy. Here's an adorable story. A boy leaves candies for others when he finds an empty trick-or-treat bowl. Another doorbell camera captured a young boy's act of kindness on Halloween night. Young boy was out trick-or-treating on Halloween when he came across a house that had an empty candy bowl sitting outside on the porch. That's when he decided to reach into his own bag and leave handfuls of candy for other kids. Now, his mother didn't notice him do it, and they continued trick-or-treating. But when she got home and she went on Facebook, as many people do today, she discovered that her son was tagged in a post on her local community page. And in this post, it showed the ring camera video of her son adding candy to the bowl. Who would have thought one random act of kindness would have got this much attention? One proud mama and, um, what is this thing here? I'm one proud mama, and it makes me think that all the time I thought I was failing as a parent, maybe wasn't right, we might be doing something that's good, she said. She decided that maybe she wasn't such a bad mother after all. Her little boy had filled up the candy bowl for the other kids that came behind him. And in um, Australia, this is a wonderful story. There was an elderly couple that, uh, or still is, certainly, that lives in Victoria, Australia. And they paid off 82 layaway balances at a local toy store to help struggling families. It's Christmas time, you know. And the owner of the Toy Toy World store in Australia said two grandparents walked into the store last week wanting to give back to the world. And he, he said, they told us a story about how they were in hardship when they were younger and struggled very much to pay their bills ahead of Christmas. They always swore that if they ever found themselves in a position where they could help, they would. And so then they paid off the bills of 82 families. The manager of the store said she was given the best job ever to call the 82 families who were chosen at random and tell them the wonderful news. Well, she told the reporters in Australia, she said, you don't realize how much of an effect the last 12 months has had on these families. They said to her, the store owner, you just don't know how this has changed our Christmas and how much this means to us. One of the mothers that the store owner called was driving and started crying. She had to pull to the side of the road to get control of herself. And a father of twin boys who had only $5 in his bank account had his balance paid off too. He was overjoyed because he didn't see I was going to be able to buy his sons any presents for Christmas or their birthdays. Well, when the store owner heard the news about the birthdays and the man not having enough money for the boys' birthdays, um, that person spread the word to the secret Santas, and somebody else came in, and somebody, anyway, gave the father $100 to take his boys out for dinner on their birthday. Everybody started chipping into this cause, helping the parents with their children. Everybody started to cry. Um, And the couple that paid off the 82 balances, they said they wanted to remain anonymous and didn't want to disclose how much they had spent. So how beautiful. I mean, my goodness. Wow. Wow. There's hope for the future. Yeah, it's beautiful. There's such good stuff out there. Um, And, wow, the world is certainly changing. So in mind of that, in view of that, I wanted to share with you one of my very favorite quotes. You'll all recognize it. Sam's words to Frodo in Lord of the Rings. 
J.R.R. Tolkien said this or wrote this. Sam is, quotes, quotes it in the movie. There is some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. So no matter how dark it gets, that's a good thing to keep in mind. There is some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. So absolutely, there we go. I've shown you tonight how much goodness there really is, and that doesn't scratch the surface. I'm going to have to work really hard to catch up on the news, all the good stuff. So in the next uh, few uh, programs we'll have to try to catch up if that's possible. The news oh, cycle is. We'll give it a shot. With, with, we'll give it a shot. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll try to give it a shot. Yeah, from my heart to each one of you, much love, everybody. Have a beautiful couple of weeks. Have a wonderful holiday with Thanksgiving and all. I hope you all are well cared for and happy and joyful. Thank you, Ariel, and it's going to be a great great show tonight. Really important. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I, excited I, about I, the books y'all are come, bringing out. That's really necessary right now. This is really, I couldn't think of a better time for this. Really needed. You guys are well, doing a lot of great work. Really. Thank you. Helping a lot yeah, of and people. And I know, you're, I know you work so hard. I know all of you work so hard. You just can't hardly keep up. But it's an honorable thing that, that, that you're doing, and it's helping so many. Thank goodness for you. I love you all. Well, <laughs> love you too, Anastasia. You have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll talk to you on the next show. All righty, honey. Good night, everybody. Hey, good night. Okay. Well, um, before I before I bring Riley on, um, you know what? I think Riley, I'm just going to go ahead and open up your mic because you might want to chime in. Uh, you don't have to, but if you do, I've just got your mic open. So um, okay. before I bring okay before I I bring Riley on though I just want to give you some really good news we are so excited about this because um, of the current situation in the world um, you know the way it all is there are so many star seeds waking up and from our vantage point you know we get people from all over the world and they're just like. I just, you know, I just woke up. I, I'm, you know, and they they want to understand, and they they know they're different, and so um, we are really trying to put out a lot of work, a lot of information um, to help everybody. Now, the first the first book is is just a a, a shorter one. It's not the it's not the Galactic Training Handbook that's going to come out next. And I'm I'm really really working hard to make it happen before Christmas, but uh, the first book will be launched on December 1st, and it is written for children. It can be starseed children or any children, because uh, my own personal passion for this subject. Uh, whenever I you know if I happen to be driving home and I get stuck behind a school bus. Um, and I watch the kids get off the bus, and they're all looking down at their phones, always looking down at their phones, and they're oblivious to what's going on around them. And I know parents are having a hard time competing with that and you know, trying to get the kids to put it down and, and pay attention. So the, this first book that I've written is called Magical Messages from the Animal Kingdom, and it's to help children reconnect with Mother Nature by understanding the um, animal 
messages of Native America. And um, it's written from a child's point of view. But uh, the, the one of the motivations, because this has been so powerful in my life, uh, and we're going back until so right after I had met Lavendar. So we're talking 1991. And um, I mean, it was just the beginning of our journey together. And I had, I was driving around, going to the store, pulled into the parking lot, and a butterfly landed on my hood, right where I could see it. And I noticed it, but I didn't give it too much thought until I realized that she was not leaving. This butterfly was just hanging on to my hood. And, and rather than get a parking spot, I kept on driving. And I was just marveling at how she not getting blown off. And I even sped up a little bit. And still, she clung to my hood. And I realized that she was letting me know that there were changes coming. Great um, you know, metamorphosis, um, new experiences coming in that were going to benefit me. And that was kind of the, the signal. Changes are coming. And like I said, I had just met Lavendar. And um, I was learning about star seeds at that time. So um, that was like my first, my first experience with um, animal interaction. And I'm calling insects animals. It's just all part of that kingdom. And then at another time, um, I, was, uh, I, was going, I was going camping in the woods in a place where I hadn't explored yet. And I didn't. I walked out in the morning and was looking, trying to decide which direction should I go. There's going to be something magical here, but where is it? And I'm just looking around wondering which is the best direction to start hiking. And I just looked over to my right, and there's this tree with about 50 blue dragonflies. And every single one of them was still I mean, it was like they were. It was like they weren't even real. They were. They were all holding still, and they were all pointed in the same direction. And I was shocked. I was like, "How can you all be pointing, sitting perfectly still, and pointing in that direction? You know, like like a like a dog pointer." <laughs> so I went off in that direction, and and I saw, you know, really great things from the from the natural kingdom. I, I found a tree with a face, an underground spring. Um, and these little tiny blue flowers that were just everywhere in the in the perimeter of this place, and I never would have found it if I hadn't noticed the butter. I mean, the, the dragonflies, because I knew that the dragonflies were the gatekeepers to other realms, and and so I followed their advice. And then the the like the topper <laughs> um, when I was um, this was before starseed hotline but not long before um i had um normally i mean i drive the same route getting back and forth you know going to the store and coming home i always take the same route and once in a great great while there would be a dead possum on the side of the road now possum energy possum medicine is about playing dead it's the diversion uh, it's their self-defense so it's like you know Stay quiet, stay cloaked, stay in the closet, pretend you're not home. That's the the possum's message. 
Um, but this possum was dead, so that's the opposite. And and I but I didn't I didn't put two and two together until in a in a single two week period, driving the same route every day, I saw twenty six dead possums along you know the side of the road. They weren't in a row, but on this you know two mile trip back home, I kept seeing these dead possums. Within two weeks, I had seen twenty six. Now because they were really dead, the the message was the opposite. It's Time to go public, time to come out of the closet, you know, time to emerge. And at that time, Lavendar and I were debating on whether or not to release her, you know, discovery of star markings and, and all of that. And the, the thing that really nailed it for me was that there were 26 dead possums. And by now, you probably all know that 26 is the galactic degree. No, one of them, 25, 26, and 27, but 26 is the, is the high point there. So that really gave us the confidence to go ahead and, you know, within a few months, uh, we launched the Starseed Hotline website. So I have always, since then, been aware of animals that cross my path because they always have really useful guidance, advice, and messages so the first the first book that that I've I've written is ab- about the magical messages from the animal kingdom but it's written from a child's point of view so it's much easier to understand I mean probably for age 6 I don't know about 4 and 5 year olds but you know ages 6 and up um and it it helps to engage them to go outside have an adventure you know look and see you know, what animals you discover. And it's designed so that the parents also work with them and guide them so that, you know, they could, they could go on a hike or a picnic and, and the parent can, can say, all right, you know, go and see if you find any messages. So it just, it's, it's my, um, uh, my way of, of trying to help kids return to the wonder of Mother Nature. So it will be on Amazon. It'll be in, in Kindle and and print. Um, but there's pictures. The animals, each each animal, I have pictures of them. Um, so it won't be on audio book. Uh, but it'll be launched on December first. So um, I think that's pretty much everything I want to say about that. But we will be um, we will be publishing. Uh, like I said, this is just the first one. But we'll have um, the galactic training handbook for awakening starseeds and it'll have all kinds of tools information um you know reassurances that you're not crazy and and uh, you know don't try to fit in to a world to a third dimensional world because so many starseeds try to do that they try to fit in with 3d and it's really not too easy um but when you gather with other starseeds then you can fit in, and you just realize that you were trying to fit in with the wrong crowd. So, um, and then beyond that, Lavendar is going to publish um, things from her vault. We'll have collections of her writings, and ultimately, um, the book of her story, which includes her time with Shirley MacLaine. That'll be a while before she's she's still trying to complete that and organize it and edit it. But um, a lot of exciting things are going to be coming out to help 
starseeds along their path, along their journey, and uh, uh, especially the young ones. Because, like I said in the beginning, there are so many waking up. They're, you know, 15, 16, 18, 19. Um, so we want them to get the, uh, the best information first rather than most of us because we had to go through trial and error. And it's like, oh, well, that didn't turn out to be true or that didn't turn out to be helpful. So we want to try to help the awakening starseeds get off on the right foot. So, <clears throat> Riley. <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, I that had, was awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm real excited about it, and I'm just, you know, um, and, and this will make sense to you and maybe um, some other astrologers, but the eclipse that happened in Gemini uh, several months ago, it was it landed right on my Jupiter, and since my Jupiter is in Gemini in the third house, that just lit a fire under me for for writing and and delivering the message so um i'm gonna i'm gonna ride Yay! that pony <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, that's so awesome oh man god and so <laughs> well yeah um and and i've i mean i've chosen december 1st for my launch date which is you know coming up really really fast um and i'm just about there but i mean and and this is an example, something that you know I put a lot of work into this, a lot of time, a lot of thought, you know, wording it just just right so that kids can understand and put it in you know uh, in terms they can understand, you know, like when talking about rabbit medicine is about you know fears and, and imaginary fears. And it's like, well, if you think there's something under the bed at night, you know, get up and turn on the light, and you'll see that there's nothing there. So, you know, it's 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 written <clears throat> in terms that a child understands from his everyday world. So, wow. yeah, so I'm picking I'm picking um December 1st because my Jupiter will I mean transiting Jupiter and that means the 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 current position of Jupiter in the sky when it I mean, in relation to my chart, it's conjunct with my part of fortune, and 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 on that day, on that time that I'm going to be doing it, the rising sign is also going to of that time would be conjunct with my natal Jupiter. So it's it's all about wow. the message and the writing, and this is an example that um, Riley's going to pick up and run with on how to use. <laughs> the current energies to your benefit. So, yeah, it's like if you didn't know and you had put in all this work and you go ahead and you launch and you realize, oh, the moon was void, of course. Oh, Mercury was retrograde. Oh, I had a really bad um, alignment that day. And then it's like, well, how come it didn't, you know, I put so much work into it. How come nobody likes it? Or how come it didn't, it wasn't well received? Um, It's like, well, you did all that and then you tripped over the finish line because you didn't have your timing right. So this is your segue, Riley. <laughs> What's going on and, and how, can, how can we um, use these energies to navigate um, in our own lives? Yeah. So I, I want to add to that beautiful preface because that's exactly what we're talking about here. 
um, and kind of echo the sentiment you were speaking about just like a, a paragraph ago or a couple minutes ago about starseeds being a bit different. And so it's a bit more important for starseeds to pay attention to different tools. Um, so, okay, just setting the stage here, just a, a pleasant reminder to everybody listening, starseeds came to the planet with different energies. And we carry blueprints for, uh, let's just call it the new. Therefore, starseeds have this different energetic makeup and operate in a completely different rhythm compared to the current structures. Um, that's most often what is referred to as the third dimension or 3D life. Now, there are many different programs at play on the planet, and those who are a part of the Starseed program came specifically to assist in this time of, of great change that's happening on all levels. So prime directives are, are basically to anchor in these higher frequencies, pioneer the new ways, and ultimately assist in, in the building of the new structures that the higher frequency of, of life on earth. So why are we getting into all of this? Well, right now we're, we're at this precipice, okay? And there are different realities playing out, different timelines and things. So this is shown in the planetary configurations that I'm about to get into. But before we do that, I want to take a, a step back and look at the bigger picture of how the energies of December fit into the bigger story. Because it's really important to maintain in the back of our heads that, you know, eye on the prize, basically. So I'm sure a lot of you listening have been sensing this, like, energetic buildup, this, this crescendoing energy, this, you know, when's the other shoe going to drop sort of feeling. Well, the planetary configurations of this month signal this significant and, and these, like, permanent changes coming down the pike. And these changes get going this month in December, and then they pick up pace throughout the rest of the following year, which would be 2022. So, yes, this, this can sound a little daunting and a little, ooh, uh, but I want to assure everybody that this is only half the story. It's only 100% true if you are part of that old paradigm structure that's scheduled for this beautiful grand release so you see place that we call earth it's scheduled for this this healthy cleaning clearing and releasing of all these structures that no longer resonate or, or do not resonate with these higher frequencies that are held by star seeds um, and and the higher frequencies that are actually raining down here on the earth plane pretty much at a constant rate at this point. So throughout the month, while these energies, these, these destructive energies are revving up and getting ready to provide a great service to the collective, uh, very supporting, star seeds are experiencing 
experiencing major upgrades and activations. This is such an active month. So I actually broke it down to almost a day-by-day basis because there's so much going on this month. And ultimately, this is cause for celebration and something to get excited about because this is what we came for. It's, it's happening right now. So we get to, we get to party on kind of. So the cool part about this is there are these little, little winks that were given by um, whatever you want to call it, um, the universe, the solar system energies. It's in the form this time of Pluto, who is in Capricorn right now, who is trining, which is a very supporting ease energy, trining the north node, which is in Gemini. And the north node is kind of like a a destiny point. It's where we're headed. It's what we're focusing on as an overall energy. So this, this configuration is communicating to us that this process of clearing is being done in service to the earth and ultimately to the collective destiny. So it's this, you know, sweet little wink from the solar system energies that are just telling us, hey, you are so deeply loved and and supported by all of these unfolding energies. So there's also this message of, of trusting yourself, trusting yourself that you're here, you're doing it, it's awesome, it's great, and, and keep, keep it going. You're, you're totally on time. So then we've got that message going from, it actually started last month on the 16th, so November 16th. This sweet porting message continues until April 25th of next year. So that's really nice to have while we're going through these tremendous changes. Now, what are these changes I'm seeing and I'm talking about? Well, there's two characters that are really taking center stage, and then there are another two characters that are kind of um, in the peripheral that have been dancing around this whole time. So the two main characters are Pluto and Venus. So Pluto is this very powerful planet. I mean, it is the planet of power and transformation and transmutation and evolution. And Venus is this gorgeous, um, benefiting planet that brings um, pleasure and and fun and and um, it's all the the goodies in life. It's also connected to value and, well, money, okay? There's a connection there. These two are dancing in the sky together. Venus is conjunct Pluto, which means right next to Pluto. They are having a very intense conversation about the current values and belief systems that are woven in to current 
Well, major structures such as the economy, for example. Um, I, I pick the economy because it has to do with money, okay? But it's, it's just any structure that's a big structure that affects a collective or that is a, the collective contributes to. So there's this um, wonderful sweeping and clearing of values that are contributing to those structures that do not resonate with the higher energies, the higher frequencies. Now, at the same time, we've got Saturn in Aquarius. Saturn has been in Aquarius um, for a better part of the year now, and Jupiter. And they, well, Saturn will continue to be in Aquarius, so this is an unfolding story that continues. And Jupiter is just about finishing up with his stay in Aquarius. So we're kind of at the, the, the last drum roll of Jupiter and Aquarius. Well, both of these characters are also having or have been having a conversation with the rest of the, the, the sky for, for a period of time and have been giving us these energies, um, talking about the future, kind of structures do we want to bring into formation uh, for benefit of, of the whole? Um, what kind of choices do we want to make when it comes to things like technology, which is connected to Aquarius, Aquarius rules, technology? Um, how do we maintain maturity when we are using technology? and maintain our uh, discernment with knowing when something is going too far or is going in a direction that's non-supportive of, of the organic, of, of reality. And so Jupiter comes in and supports us in these discussions with, with new ideas and exciting frontiers. Uh, in connection to Aquarian ideas, which are connected to humanitarian pursuits, as well as, I mean, we're talking galactic here. I mean, Aquarius is a cosmic energy. It's also the energy of really tuning in to your own energetic print, your own energetic uh, thumbprint, and knowing what that is listening to that drum within, knowing that beat, and then being able to walk into a circumstance or a community, knowing yourself, showing up authentically, and then being able to share that beautiful, unique gift with everyone else without getting swept up in any sort of hmm, group sync or or. Um, collective sort of mm, entanglement, okay? So those are the main characters really making a splash this month. And then, of course, we have the moon doing so many incredible things. So getting to the, the daily breakdowns, December 1st, what a day to publish. This is a phenomenal day. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is a great day for 
forms of higher communication, uh, communicating higher ideas, uh, stories that um, embrace these higher frequencies and support. So if you have um, strong intentions that are benefiting the, the collective and the whole, your actions are super supported today. So it's a green light for <laughs> what you're doing, Ariel. Absolutely. <laughs> totally supported. And then the very next day, we start to – it's like we're getting prepared for the coming solar eclipse on the 4th. So December 2nd, there's a lot of mental – healing. We've got Mercury kind of spotlighted on this day, and that's connected to our conscious minds. So um, being a bit more conscious about the vibration of words and the way we are weaving stories, or rather the belief systems behind the stories we play in our minds, that's highlighted. And this is a very supporting day to heal anything. It'd be a great day to reflect um, and, and kind of take it easy. That's the other thing. A major theme with these energies this month is be gentle with yourself because we've got a lot of high energy going on, a lot of integration happening as well. So we want to be gentle with ourselves, especially our bodies. Um, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. That's, that's coming later. Um, well, actually, no, it's right now. Okay, so we also have Mars in Scorpio on the 2nd, and it's conjunct the moon in Scorpio. So there's a lot of deep feeling, and you're also feeling it in your body and in your, <clears throat> excuse me, your desires to act, but there's, um, it's, it's a digging deeper. What desires? are motivating my actions. And it's, it's an opportunity to evaluate and reflect that. So, again, December 2nd, it's a really good day to take that nice bubble bath with some salts in it, keep it really um, tranquil that day while you're doing this really amazing uh, investigatory work within. Okay, then the very next day on the 3rd of December, we've got Neptune, who is in Pisces, sextiling Venus in Capricorn at a masterful degree. So this tile energy, it's opportunity. It's, oh, aha, I, I, I can see a choice, and uh, hmm, that might be a better one. And this has a lot to do with um, it's like another activation in the center of our chest, okay? So there's a lot of, like, green, kind of, like, heart energy going on, but it's this, like, upliftment and, and this uh, inspiration, okay? So it's, it's, I mean, it could be so many things, but this would be a really good day to connect with the earth, some sort of... Um, going outside, if you can, weather permitting, uh, and really connecting, taking a walk in the woods or in the mountains even, oh, man, that would be 
totally stellar because Capricorn energy, I mean, that is mountain energy. That would be really supporting there. Um, working with your um, collections, your, your special crystal friends this day, just hanging out with them would also be really supporting as you are integrating these new higher energies into the, the center point of yourself. Because guess what? Then the next day, it's like you're getting prepared for the fourth, which is the solar eclipse. This energy is off the charts. I mean, I barely have the wherewithal to use words to try and convey (laughs) how incredible these energies are. It's, in a nutshell, I'm calling it, it's a sky energy activation of, of the highest form, okay? So what's happening here, and I'm seeing it in my mind's eye, is there is these stories that we have carried with us that no longer serve and are to be cleared out to make room for this, this full, more full, fuller expression of authenticity and, and full-blown energy. It's like December 4th solar eclipse. It's, it's like this cosmic vacuum that is pulling these, these um, stories off of us and making room. I mean, it's, it's like you've got multiple layers of clothes on and it's, the heat's getting turned up. And so we're now able to shed some of our uh, jackets and, and pants and skirts and coats that we've been carrying with us for quite some time. It's such high energy going into the body that this is absolutely a day that you are going to want to take a lot of rest and just flow with this energy. Listen to your body. Whatever it is asking for, listen, 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 okay? It's going to be a really strong, energetic day. Then on the 6th of December, we've got something really interesting. And this is what really like sparked me up in excitement because we just had the sky energy activation on the 4th of December. Then on the 6th of December, we get an energy activation. So I'm going to walk you through this. We've got the moon in Capricorn. So the moon was in Sagittarius on December 4th, moves into Capricorn by December 6th, is conjunct Venus in Capricorn, which is also conjunct Pluto in Capricorn. Here's the thing. Pluto and the moon are at galactic degree. I mean, this is such a high vibrating energy coming up from the earth, okay? So December 6th, another good day to connect with the earth and just open up and receive these beautiful energies coming in. And these, I mean, don't sleep on these energies. These are potent energies as well. I'm getting this sense that there's a lot of um, clearing in the feet too. 
which is really interesting. That there's like a releasing and then and then a bringing in. Um, oh, that's another thing. On December fourth, with the solar eclipse, uh, this is a new moon. Okay, and typically with new moons, it's a really great time to plant seeds. It's new beginnings. So that's another layer to the incredible activating energies on December 4th. And then you've got this beautiful earth activation two days later. Then on December 7th, we've got some serious action with the body going on again. Okay. We've got Mars at galactic degree in Scorpio. So this is a continuation of the integration of all of these incredible energies in an extremely deep way. I mean, this is transmutation of the body. Okay. Uh, And then we've also got the sun at 15 degrees in Sagittarius. All right. I really don't need to say much else. I mean, it's just high, high energy coming in of the highest form. I mean, from the source of highest mind, okay? Uh, Then we have Pluto, again, at 25 degrees in Capricorn, conjunct Venus in Capricorn. And here's something interesting that happens. The moon is now, by the 7th of December, it moves very quickly, the moon is now in Aquarius. And it's right In between, it is exactly seven degrees away from Pluto and Venus conjunction and seven degrees away from Saturn in Aquarius. It's creating this bridging. It's an energetic bridging of our... Our, our feelings, our, our innermost world. It's this like bursting energy of, of the new higher uh, thought forms and, and themes of this age of Aquarius. So that might be something fun to play with on the seventh while your body is doing its thing. Um, maybe just laying in a bath all for the whole day would be a great idea. Anybody have a hot tub? Get in that baby if you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we only just completed the first week of December. Okay? There's oh, wow. so much. Yeah. Yeah. So then um after that I jumped to the 11th of December because we have Pluto and Venus exact conjunct in Capricorn. This is a heightening of the energy, uh, of the conversation they have been having with each other this whole time. Well, now they are right on top of each other, and it's creating this harmonic that is um, it, It's very loud. It's very loud concerning uh, structures connected to, uh, again, the earth, So this is also environmental, things that have been going on that are not supportive, not sustainable. Uh, They will experience a disruption, okay, on this day. Um, But also there are some, uh, you know what, I'm just going to nutshell it again. 
it's just anything that is steeped in a value or a belief system that no longer serves the collective, okay? So then on December 14th, Mars leaves Scorpio energy and moves into Sagittarius. It will be at double zero degrees on December 14th. So it's kind of a no man's land crack between the worlds. Um, lots of fun uh, going on there. Uh, check your dreams the night of the 13th because that is sure to be um, quite a fun adventure there. But, yeah, so our uh, Mars, our action, our energy, it's moving into the Sagittarius energy, which is adventurous and, and going out and, and uh, traveling. But you don't necessarily have to physically travel with this. I mean, this could go with the double zero. I mean, this could be traveling dimensions, timelines, investigating all sorts of um, situations and cultures, um, traveling with a book um, and, and diving into stories uh, and inspiring yourself. Um, although with Mars here, I would suggest uh, since we've been relaxing for the first half of this month, um, it would be a good idea to go out for a hike in nature on December 14th. Uh, that would be a really great idea. I mean, mark it on your calendar, go outside, and, and check out the magic that occurs uh, in your physical vessel when you do that activity in this energy. It's mm, beautiful. And then just two days later, from December 16th, until December 19th, we have what I like to refer to as Starseed Power Days. Basically, this is a time when the sun is in galactic degree, going through all the galactic degrees, so the 25th, the 26th, and the 27th. It'll be in Sagittarius. So this <laughs> is... I mean, the 16th, the 16th through the 19th, it'll be a galactic yes. degree, 25, 26, 27. Just want to clarify, and we're not yes. talking about days of the calendar there. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm getting so into it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when the sun is at that galactic degree, a lot of lies are going to be exposed. I just, I just got yeah. this vision of people walking around with their, it's like, and then somebody pants them, you know, just you know, drop trowel kind of thing. It's like, oh, okay, so that's what you've been hiding. Yeah, yes. it's, it's kind of like time for the masks to come off. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. That's exactly what it is. Um, so then moving on to December 18th, which is happening in this period of time, um, we've got the full moon in Gemini, okay? Um, So full moons, uh, and and, and this isn't just any full moon. Of course, this full moon is at galactic degrees, at 27 degrees in Gemini, okay? Full moons typically are a phenomenal time 
to release, time to release, especially the thoughts that no longer serve us, okay? Um, Gemini is the energy of the communicator. It's connected to the conscious mind. Uh, it's, it's the wordsmith. It's, it's the writing. That's another uh, form this can take. Anything that has been percolating in you. This is a great time to write as well, to, to purge yourself of, of the words and the feelings and the thoughts that have been inside, um, writing it out or speaking it out. Um, and then if you wanted to make a ritual out of it, uh, burning it or, um, again, I'm – I'm totally a bath person, obviously. This is another great time to get yourself in a bath with a bunch of salts and just release all of these stories and, and hmm, all of these storylines and rise above it. And that's beautiful opportunity that we're getting on the 18th with the full moon. And then... We have, let's see here, mm, there's a lot going on. Um, on the 19th, so we're still in the Starseed Power Days. So in addition, another layer on the 19th, Venus retrograde. So this is an inversion of the energy. So far, Venus has been giving out um, gifts and speaking with Pluto um, outside. Now she's going in. Okay, this is an inversion of the energy and speaking to the structures that we hold within that are connected to our values and beliefs about authority. This is an opportunity for us to hmm, step back and reevaluate and really. Um, Get secure. Get secure with relationship to idea of authority. Maybe do a little exploring, um, feeling into that, and really uh, using this as an opportunity to strongly or enhance your resonance with your authority. So this retrograde will continue until January 29th. She's going to retrograde from 26 degrees, so galactic degree, all the way back to 11 degrees. And then she's going to move forward again. But that, that's in January. We can talk about those energies in January. And then a few short days later, December 21st, the sun moves out of Sagittarius and into Capricorn. We also have Mercury at 12 degrees in Capricorn on this day. Uh, so they're not, they're not together, but we've got um, a major focus on Capricornian energies, uh, both with our uh, collective energies as well as the mind, okay, our thoughts. And again, Capricorn energies, well, first and foremost, it is connected to the land, to the earth. Uh, it's also to themes of authority and and 
climbing that mountain and achieving goals as well. So there's a bit more of a serious tone that we move into um, towards the end of December, but it's also perceived this empowering energy that is revving up yet again. I mean, after a full month of full-blown activations, um, it's kind of nice to get this grounding energy towards the end of the month um, that we can ride out into January. And it's like the journeying into connecting or reconnecting to our masteries. And, um, yeah, the rest of the month, it's beautiful Capricornian energies, uh, which I'm just, I'm getting a very strong message of opportunity to stand in your power and to maintain your energy when everything around us is um, in chaos, is, is falling down. Maintaining our energy and standing in our power and remembering, remembering our masteries and, and what we came here to do. And it's, it's all great. It's, it's all on time and, and we're doing it. Oh, this is so cool. I, I love the way you put things together. Uh, and, and certainly, you know, there's, there's some really big stuff going on, and, and um, I completely agree with everything that you talked about. Um, I do want, I want to go back. Are you done with December? Yes, yes, we're finally okay. done with December. <laughs> okay. I want, I want to go back to that December 14th. Because something that caught my eye, I, I got my, my, you know, solar fire open as you're talking because I wanted to actually have the visual for what you were saying. Mm-hmm. And um, when I looked at this chart uh, for the 14th of December, these, you know, of course you talked about, you know, Venus and Pluto being conjunct in Capricorn. And then mm-hmm. on that day, um, the moon is conjunct with Uranus. And those are trying each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what what is your take on its effect where women are concerned? <laughs> or the feminine. Not yeah. just women, but the feminine. Because, you know, men have a feminine side, women have a masculine side. So we'll just say for the mm-hmm. feminine. How do you how do you see that translating? Yeah. This is um this is like a, a popping okay um now uranus is is retrograde i understand it it's it's retrograde the entire month so this is not necessarily a popping out but it's a a popping in and it's definitely like an oh okay then 
and it's like this this gathering of um, energy and and knowing. I mean, it's such a strong foundation of of it's coming from a very strong foundation, and it's it's like <laughs> I see a woman uh, taking her foot and raising her leg and stomping it down and creating this sound with that strong uh, physical display that resonates outward. And this is happening, yes, at the collective level with the feminine energy. It is a quickening and a rising, but it's steady. There's a steadiness to it, and there's a strength behind it. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing like really heavy fists, but not, not for war, not for fighting. Just they're in their knowing, and and just get out of the get out of the way. It'd be better. It'd be better for you. <laughs> right, well, yeah. I mean, this. I mean, this is something that's that's that has global a global yeah. reach. You know, I mean, in 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 your in your personal life, in a person's personal life, um, you know, mm-hmm. you may you may reach a snapping point where he's like, you know what, I've put up with this mm-hmm. for long enough. And like you said, there's that mm-hmm. that foot just pound the ground. It's like that's it. You know, yeah. that's the last straw. I'm not taking it anymore. Exactly. You know, and and yeah. whatever whatever it might be. You know, and we all have, I'm sure, things in our lives that it's like, yeah. I think I put up with that that you know that that squeaking door one more day, you know. So you get out the get out the WD forty and go ahead and fix it, you know. And that I mean, and a, a lot of Pluto will will fix and repair um, if if there's some if there's some good in it. But if there's no good yeah. in it, then it's it's condemned, and then Pluto just comes in and 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 levels it to the ground. And then mm-hmm. build something better in its place, especially because it's in Capricorn, which is all about building. So yeah. you know, if if the old barn is is leaking and falling over, just take it out and build something that's going to last and serve you much better in the future. And then you'll say, "How did I ever put up with that old thing for so long? This is so much better now." So, and I think that can kind of apply to a lot of situations. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, and what you said about I me mean, the whole time having the sun in the sign of Sagittarius until we get to the the solstice. Um mm-hmm. that's that's kind of like another thing where where the truth comes out. Yeah. And it's undeniable. And or you find the truth within yourself. Like you said you might go mm-hmm. in and and it's like okay, I've been pretending that wasn't true, but now I see that, you know, it is I can move forward. Mhm. You know, and does it do you think it it depends on how willing you are to let go of the poisons in your life? Exactly. Exactly. Actually, that is a really good point to bring up because while we have all of these amazing, phenomenal, supporting, enhancing, high-frequency energies just, you know, ready to come on in and embrace, 
we have to do our part and release that old. If you don't release the old, and it's neither a good nor a bad thing, it's just a natural consequence. If you make the choice to not release, well, you don't get the goodies because you didn't make well, room. Exactly. Exactly. I just had, I just, I just had the the uh, um, analogy. It's like, uh, you know, when you wake up and you didn't take your makeup off from the day before and you've got, like, you know, <laughs> flaky mascara and smeared eyeliner. Yes. And, and and it's like, are you just going to put new makeup on over top of that or are you going to wash your face? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, don't, yeah, don't, you gotta ha- you got to have a clean face if you want to put on, you know, fresh makeup. So you really have to get rid of the old and and you know there, I mean, we all have so many kinds of poison, you know it could be uh, you know the, the internet and computers or uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, artificial sweeteners or toxic relationships or you know uh, oppressive occupations that don't give us any freedom. We all have. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a myriad of things that I just call poison, things that are not mm-hmm. nurturing your soul. And you have to be real. You have to be willing to walk away from them, if you really want to flourish and bloom. And and exactly. You know, and and how? What do you think about you know uh, accepting and claiming your the powers within you? Yeah. Um, are the, these energies are going to help us do that? Yes, because you know, I mean, a lot, a lot of people think it's like you know, oh, yeah, that all sounds good, but I really don't have I don't have any special powers or abilities. It's like, well, if if you think that, then you've you've kept them in a shoebox under the bed, but they're still there. Exactly, and that is part of the dismantling of the belief systems and value structures that we have within as well. The big ones that have been motivating. All of our choices, our actions, this is the time where those are getting released. It's all about empowering ourselves, kind of waking up and and saying, oh, I can do this if I only give myself permission to do it. Right, 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 yeah, and you know another analogy that i that I use a lot um is you know when you're little, your mom picks out your clothes and mm-hmm. and you may not mm-hmm. like you might not like the outfit, but even you know throughout life we do that, we let other people dress us, and it's like, are you serious? you know I don't like to wear flowery prints but your but your mom likes it, so you're stuck wearing the flowery prints because that's she thinks you look good like that. Well, you can't let other people dress you. You have mm-hmm. to, you know, you have to pick your own. And, you know, I mean, I'm using that as an analogy for, uh, you know, how you stand in the world, you know, mm-hmm. what you stand upon. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, throw out the, the clothing that that someone else bought you that you never really liked in the first place. <laughs> the, the habits, the, the beliefs, you know, we've all been ingrained with so many beliefs. And... And what do you, you know, we've we've talked at the Quest. You know, we've talked about filters. Mm-hmm. You know how mm-hmm. people have. You know, they have their religious filters. They have their uh, parental filters. They've got their 
uh, all kinds of filters that yeah. you make your decisions based on, you know, this run it through your, your religious filter. How does that work? Run it through your, your, your parental um, uh, programming filters, and how does that work? So yeah. I see, you know, what what you say with the with the, you know about the energies that are coming um, in December. I think it's it's going to just disintegrate those filters, and when you finally see the truth, it's like, oh my God! You know, you finally cleaned your glasses, and you didn't realize, oh, that's a beautiful picture. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. that's it. That's it. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of freedom experienced in these energies, and that can also be a little shocking, a little unnerving, a little jarring, because when you're used to all of this quote-unquote support around you through these structures that have been upholding you know, positions in certain ways, it can be unnerving when those are coming down and all of a sudden it's, it's all you. You get to decide everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I don't know about Time that. Time for the training wheels to come off. Exactly. You know, because, you, you know, exactly. you've got to – starseeds are totally capable of, yeah. of, you know, being in their own driver's seat. Yeah, and that is one of the major truths being revealed. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think it's it, interesting um, – uh, in Anastasia's news, not only tonight but in in recent months, she's mm-hmm. she's bringing out you know things that that like sustainable technology. Um, mm-hmm. You know there was I mean the, the last show she talked about this guy who invented a way a machine that takes the microplastics out of the ocean. Oh and, yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. You know, and and this mm-hmm. is an example, I think, of the the effects of of Saturn and Jupiter in, in Aquarius, because Saturn is about Da-da-da-da. integrity and propriety. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Saturn mm-hmm. is the you know the, the strict father. And it's like this won't do. You know, you're polluting right. the planet, and it's in Aquarius, so it's about responsible technology. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and and then and then of course Jupiter, it's you know it just the the opportunity for the for the benefit i mean technology yeah. is not well most of it's not evil but there is some you know <clears throat> excuse me when when anastasia well, talks about nano robots being injected into your body i just go right back mm-hmm. to my my star trek <laughs> library it's like that's turning us into borg <laughs> you know? mhm mhm don't these well, people well, watch I, star trek <laughs> I will also add this as well cuz Aquarian energy is connected to those Atlantean themes and Atlantean technologies. And so there's this opportunity to go through those experiences, those advancements, wonderfulness and make mature choices exactly it's i mean and this is our chance to mm-hmm. learn the lessons from atlantis yeah. and don't do that yeah. again 
You know, yes. never again Atlantis is the code. Exactly. And it's in the yes. it's in the DNA of a lot of star seeds. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so making sure that uh I mean and I mean yeah, I mean Atlantis had really advanced technology, but it was it was um mm-hmm. environmentally proper. You know, they didn't yeah. have electromagnetics killing people and, and smog and, and polluted water. They didn't have all of that because their technology was clean. Mhm. Yeah. So, yeah. and I'm 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 really I'm really optimistic that there are a lot of young star seeds who who see the problem and and are coming up with these brilliant, innovative, uh, very futuristic technologies. You know, a machine that takes microplastics out of the water and yeah. uh, you know, all, all the uh advances in technology towards a sustainable you know because with another i mean aspect of of pluto being at galactic degree in capricorn um and and you pretty much said this but you know our our mistreatment of the planet will no longer be treated tolerated because Mm -hmm. she is she is complaining (laughs) You know, she's flooding, she's vol- you know, the volcanoes, there's earthquakes, the, the air's polluted, the water's polluted, you know, I mean, what is that, fire, earthquakes, flooding, um, tornadoes, hurricanes, I mean, all that's Mother Nature. It's like, you know what, <laughs> she's pissed and she's not going to take it anymore, and she's going to keep spanking <laughs> us until we get it right. So, you know. Grand <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, and Pluto ultimately, as I mean, as I tell people um, in in my sessions, ultimately every transit brings benefit. But yeah. sometimes you have to, you have to, you know, eat. You have to eat bitter medicine. Mm-hmm. But it eventually yeah. comes out, you know. Okay, because no, I mean, there's no transit that is, you know destructive without replacing it with something better. It doesn't take anything away without giving something better back. So even if exactly. the ride gets bumpy, just know that we're going to be on, you know, smooth sailing mm-hmm. and, a, and a much much better world to, um, to bequeath our children. Exactly, exactly. And so that is why I'm so excited about all of these configurations. And seeing all yeah. of this wonderful destruction. Well, it's clear. Well, yeah. I mean, it's and there's, I mean, there's a, there's a lot in the world that does need to be destroyed. And but yeah. you know, humans can't do it. You know, collectively, <laughs> right? We can do it. You know, but um, yeah. So it's 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 been a long time coming, and it's it, we are you know we're going to go through. Uh, a lot of a lot of I think rapid growth because yeah. we're running out of time. Did you happen to I see? Mean, here, um, go ahead. I was just going to say, but here we are. We we are here, and with so many star seeds on the planet, it's it's just it's phenomenal. the The outcome is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Well, we came here for this. 
Exactly. You know, <clears throat> and, and, you know, we knew the job was dangerous when we took it, but some of us, you know, uh, some of us uh, maybe think that it's too much work, but, you know, where else are we going to live? I was, I was going to ask if you, if you happen to see the uh, clip of, of William Shatner when he got back from his space flight. I didn't watch the actual clip, but I uh, heard you explain it, and I felt like I was watching it. So in a way, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you, for those uh, that haven't seen it yet, um, I mean, this man here I mean, is 90 years old, and and he is just as, I mean, just as sharp as a tack. You'd never, I mean, if you didn't know, You'd think maybe he was 75, 80, maybe at the most. But, I mean, he when he got out of that spaceship, that capsule that they were in, he was crying. He was so moved. And he was hugging the pilot or, the, you know, whatever they call the, the, the guy that runs the, the, the ship. He was hugging him and saying, you have no idea what a profound gift you've given me. And, and when... Um, now, y'all can go look online. I'm sure it's, it's out there someplace. But the main thing, because when he was out there, I mean, they were only out for 10 minutes. But, you know, he perceived outer space as death. And I thought, what? What do you mean? And he's like, you can't live in space without a ship. It's, it's, there's no air. It's you know, freezing cold, and it cannot sustain life. And then he looked back down at the earth, and 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 knowing what's the you know, I mean, the earth is going through major shifting, and and he's and he came back, and then when he had the interview, when he had he was more composed, um, he said, "We don't have thirty years. We got to do it now, right now." And um, yeah, I mean, he was. And now that's his crusade. And I thought, good for you, Captain Kirk. Yeah. You know, he's been my he's been a hero for a long time. Um not him personally, but the 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 idea of the series and all the sci-fi space exploration. But yeah, go check out William Shatner's um comments about what yeah. what the earth is facing and what we need to do. It's very inspiring. And, and if he can't light a fire under people, you know, it's like, look, <laughs> we don't have anywhere else to live. We have got to take care of this planet. Uh, oh, yeah. So, well, gosh, Riley, what do you think about, you know, every every so often coming on and doing this again? Because there's going to be a lot of big stuff, I know, through 2022. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, you, might, you might not want to do it every month, but... <laughs> um, certainly, certainly, you know, any time when you're like, oh, boy, people need to know this is coming so you can get ready for it. Uh, we'd love to have you do this yeah. again because I think it, I mean, you present the information in a way that's easy to understand even if you don't know anything about astrology. And that's, and good. that's really good. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then, that's and then, the you intention. know, people... <laughs> Well, I mean, we have the the um, you know the guidelines for tracking your own transits. C 
see where this stuff falls in your chart. And you can do that if you pick up the book called Planets in Transit by Robert Hand. Um, and then you have the Time Passages app that will tell you exactly how the transiting planets are interacting with your chart. And then you look it up in the book. So you don't have to know the first thing about astrology. You just have to be able to read words on one device and then pick up the book and read more words. <laughs> and that will tell you how this is going to affect you on a personal level. So always always preach in that. <laughs> track your transits. Track your transits. You know, if you don't know the, what the weather is outside, you know, you could – you could spend a lot of work and then trip at the finish line if you don't know the planet. Well, and this, this is also what I was gently touching on uh, in the beginning, in, in the when I was prefacing this month's energies, is that starseeds do have a different energetic makeup and therefore run on a different kind of the whole – the whole thing just running on a different level and so we're not we're not hooked into these prescribed um like linear timelines like the calendar year it just it doesn't resonate it's not natural we're hooked into the more galactic the the cosmic solar system energies as they're com- so it's really helpful to look at the planet activities as opposed to tracking your days with with a calendar because starseeds are more configured for that sort of um, tracking of of time, if you will, but it's not even. It's the energies of the experience of, I guess, time and space here on this planet. Yeah, Yeah, it's a really helpful tool. (laughs) I I got I was so revved up um just you know chatting back and forth and and pointing out you know additional things um I I never did ask if anyone had a question uh and oh. we're kind of running out of we're kind of running out of time but um I'll just say you know right now we've got maybe 5 or 10 minutes if you have a burning question that you would like to ask to Riley um if you're already on the switchboard just press 1 and we know that you want to come on the air if you're listening on the computer, dial 917-889-8292, and then once you're in, press 1. Um, but like I said, we're, we're kind of running out of time because uh, we got <laughs> – I was, I was so enjoying our conversation. It's like, yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so we're kind of running out of time. But if you do have a question, we have time for one or two um, and and sure enough, here they come. <laughs> so uh, we have our, our our producers are going to um, uh, make sure that the person's question is on topic or relevant. We just don't mm-hmm. let a total stranger come on the air and start talking on our show without knowing if they're if they're going to be cool about it. So uh, yeah, well, you know what that. That goes back years for me with when I was when I was a professional um musician. One time I handed a microphone to somebody, somebody off, you know, the stage and they started cussing. And I was like, Oh, oh no. never ever do that again. You do not 
use <laughs> profanity in a in a in a PA system. It just goes against my yeah. grain. So yeah, so it's like we don't hand anybody a live mic unless we know for sure that they're going to be, you know, proper etiquette. <laughs> God. So yeah, you know, and I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to make the most out of the fact that Saturn has been conjunct with my moon. Uh and I've really been able to, you know, emotionally keep to this this building, you know, writing the books. Oh okay, well we have a question from Penny about Chiron. So let me get your mic open, sweetie. Okay, okay, Penny, Hi. go ahead with Hello. your question. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, yes, uh, Ariel, uh, I had a reading with you, like, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. But anyway, um, my Chiron is at um, 27 degrees and 55 minutes of Sagittarius. So I'm just wondering what all this might mean for me with the, the moon being right there as well in December. Okay, Riley, you want to take that? Yeah. Um, Immediately what comes to mind is these energies I've been talking about, these high-frequency activating energies, they're supporting in activating specifically for you in your chart these gifts of healing that you have this is going back to also the the reminder of our masteries and in your particular case this is uh, connected to healing for you Um, there's so many different varieties of healing with the sagittarian fire energy uh, in chiron but initially there is this beautiful mm, purging process, releasing of these old stories that have been carried uh, for quite some time for you. So now it's like a, <sighs> and then these gifts. So uh, keep an eye out. What what house is your Chiron in? Uh, it's in the uh, ninth house. Oh, my goodness. Okay, yeah. Um there's going to be a lot of <laughs> I'm I'm feeling a lot of new senses uh coming online for you um but they're not they're not physical senses they're kind of like extra sensory um just this this knowing this uh instant understanding messages truth coming through um man Writing would be a really great thing uh, if if you feel it. If you feel it coming in, it may express in a different form. But, yeah, mm-hmm. get ready. There's a lot of wonderful healing activity coming for you to share with others. Oh, okay. Okay, thank you. Wow. Well, yeah, thanks so much for calling, Penny. Yeah, Enjoy the ride. Thank you so much. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Okay. Okay. So um, this is the last question, um, uh, Jada and Kathy. This is the last question, and it's from Leela. And uh, the, I got to get your mic open here. 
So, Leela, you have got Pluto about to cross your ascendant. If this is the Leela selenite, Leela? Yes. Hi. Okay. Hi, Riley. Yeah, I I thought that was your area code, but I didn't want to say for sure. But, yeah, um, because I think your ascendant is like, was it 28 Capricorn? 27. 27. Okay, so Pluto is about to cross your ascendant, and it's now in your 12th house. So, Riley, take it. Oh, man. (laughs) Hi, Riley. (laughs) Hi, Leela. (laughs) Yes, you right now with that transit are a walking, talking powerhouse. And here's the really cool part. You don't even have to walk, and you don't even have to talk. It is all (laughs) in your presence. (laughs) And wow. (laughs) I mean, wow. (laughs) What a place to have that transit. I'm just going like, okay, is this a part of me that's going to die and a new part is going to come up? Uh, And a new... A, a new me, what is like, what is this going to really mean for me when it crosses over? Yeah, yeah. Well, so it's coming out of your 12th house. So there's already been a significant releasing of these unconscious uh, structures uh, pertaining to authority and, and connection with the earth. I mean, we're talking ancient. This is ancient energy that has been Mm. um, released, and it's like a clearing that was just, it was done. It's just kind of automatic. And so with it crossing over into your first house, it's this mastery. It's walking mastery with the earth. And it's, Mm. again, it's this ancientness. I mean, it is powerful and it could be one of the forms uh, that happens as a result of this embodiment of the power is that yeah you may experience some significant physical changes or or just notice there's a little bit or a big bit of difference in the presence that you're carrying, the energy you're carrying, um, especially in like your auric field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow, very it, cool. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, right. you know, and of course, so awesome. <laughs> this won't happen again in your lifetime. So make the most yes. of it. Yes. Make the most of it. And there, there will be people that say, Leela, I don't know you anymore. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. because they were acquainted with, with you know, the 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 younger, less evolved Leela, and now mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, of course you don't know because now I'm seven feet tall and you're still down on your knees, um, you know, because exactly. it's that kind of you're just gonna you're gonna look different to everybody else and they're gonna look different to you, but it's because you're going, you know, into a a, a whole new cycle, and I, and I wanted wow. to, to mention that. Um, <laughs> You know, when a planet um, is, you know, radically transforming you and, uh, you know, going through an evolution, uh, just just remember that, you know, like, like Pluto, 
it is you know revolution transformation you know rebirth and all this stuff and and it, and it it'll take things away that don't serve you so mm-hmm. think of it as this pluto will never take away your your broccoli and your vegetables but it will always take away your your doritos you know <laughs> so it it won't it won't change anything that's working for you and that's benefiting you it'll only change the things that we're holding you back. Mm. So this makes sense of all the people that I have lost, whether physically or emotionally distance. We're just not even on the same, same level of some yeah, kind. Right. We're not communicating. Right. It just doesn't. Yeah. And you, I mean, mm-hmm. you can't hunch, yeah. you, you can't be hunching over just so you can sit in the room with them. You know, it's you got to move on exactly. to, the, to, to the room for the taller people. <laughs> so, you know, it's, <laughs> It's part of the evolution. Oh, so. Thank you both. Okay. Um, that's awesome. Riley, thank you so much. You are, um, wow, um, I just really um, just want to wish you all the best and how um, wonderful it was to hear you tonight and all your enlightening information and wishing you all the best uh, during this season and for the coming year and your work uh, with Starseed Radio Hotline and as an astrologer. I think you're you're doing great. Well, thank you so much, Leela. You're welcome. Okay. Oh, sweetie, big hugs to you and happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> big hugs to you, Ariel. Love you both. Love Bye-bye. You. Bye. Okay, well, we are we we're done with callers now because we're just about out of time, and um, I, I just I, I am so so glad that you were able to come on and and give this presentation for us tonight because uh, it was very enlightening, very encouraging, and and you know give everyone the the strength to say okay, you know, keep your feet. You know, keep your feet planted, keep your shoulders back, and, you know, take take it on because yeah. there's going to be so much coming in that, that and this is why we came. And always remember, <laughs> you know, I, I think one of those dates, I mean, Mars, Mars was at the mark of the Pleiades uh, early in December. Mm-hmm. I forget which chart mm-hmm. I was looking at, but I remember, I, I just, I note that. Um, with with Mars at the mark of the Pleiades, it's going to activate a lot more star seeds, especially star seeds with Pleiadian connections, which are probably the majority of star seeds. You know, yeah. uh, the Pleiadians have more bloodlines here, so yeah, that's uh, I saw that is going to be it's like okay, going to have more people waking up. So I guess I better yes. finish that. I bet. I guess I better finish my my second book <laughs> and get that out. On, you know, get that out on Amazon. Which, by the way, if you do if you do go on Amazon, um, if you just type in Ariel Taylor or um, you know Magical Messages or Children's Animal Books, you'll be able to find the first one. And then um, we're going to do an announcement when when the uh, the Galactic Training Handbook comes out. So uh, stay tuned. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, thanks again, Riley. It, this has just really been a pleasure. And I think it might be, you know, when we have a big month coming again, I, I think we'd really love if you could come back and um, give your insights because they're just so spot on. 
All right. It's a date. Okay. I love that, and I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. Okay. Well, I know you and your mom are cooking up a big feast, and um, give your mom a hug for me, and um, everyone else as, as well. Um, we wish you a very happy Thanksgiving, and remember, no matter what we've been through in the last year and a half, we still have a lot to be grateful for, and so it takes some moments to you know, tell the people in your life what you're grateful for and keep focusing on that. And we'll be back in two weeks. And big hugs to you, Riley. Woo! Big hugs. Okay. So um, take care. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Remember to replace judgment with compassion and keep that gratitude coming. Until next time. Good night. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.